Welcome to the Paul Hickey Podcast. Today, I talk to Fallon Brassel, a badass attorney and entrepreneur. You're going to want to hear what she's up to. Thanks for listening. Super not fancy, but... Anyway, so um, yeah. I thought it was cool that you... It seems like you have different um, types of clients mm-hmm. that you would be able to help, like super corporate all the yes. way through... Um, just maybe even personal brands. I was going to say bloggers, influencers, right? things like that. Yeah. So and I'm you, super intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> so all of this came about basically because I was super obsessed with YouTube and okay. blogging and social media. Um, I think, I know I was in law school when blogging like first kind of made its debut into like being very popular. Um, and so I tried my hand in blogging. I still do like an etiquette blog. Like I just okay. generally like the subject. Um, and so I started off as a tax attorney, which is totally different than what I'm doing now. And it, you know, it was corporate tax on Wall Street in New mm-hmm. York. Um, and then I moved back to Nashville and it kind of transitioned into a general corporate practice. And I actually got connected with um, an attorney in our firm in our Atlanta office who was doing media work, a lot of media, communications, um, even promotion, so uh, contests and sweepstakes. And then when she and I started working together, we started picking up more social media things because I had that expertise. And I think it probably, like I said, just stemmed from having a genuine interest in it. And so Mm -hmm. then keeping up with what the laws look like around that, what terms and conditions on the different platforms look like around that. And so we started being able to kind of expand that practice area to include yeah. those things. Um, but now you're absolutely right. Like a lot of, I just went to a, a marketing law conference in Chicago and there were 800 people there, all you know, legal professionals and marketers for large companies. And that's who you tend to see um, with the big representation. Um, mm-hmm. And at the law firm, that tends to be who I represent a lot. So like big companies who want to do promotions or want to engage customers on social media and have those interactions. But I also, you know, saw a need for the little people, the bloggers and the influencers who really have no idea about the laws in this space, needing people to say, hey, you know, this is kind of what you need to watch out for. Are you putting hashtag sponsored or hashtag ad or, you know, something like that on these posts that you're doing? Um, Because in the past, you see the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission, who does a lot of um, policing in this space, so to speak. They have uh, typically gone after the big company. So it's just like, you know, you are, you know, fill in the name of the big company who's engaging mm-hmm. this little person to, you know, connect with their audience. It's mommy blogger to connect with her audience yeah. to sell your product. So if you don't explain to them what to do, it's on you. But lately, just recently, the FTC has actually sent warning letters to the individual influencers. And so now you see folks who are like, I have no idea. I didn't even know there were laws of that. They're now getting as big as the big companies. Exactly. I mean, you think about it like, you know, as um, time passes and the space becomes more developed, you know, initially it was just like, most people probably didn't even think you could make a living from blogging. Like, this was yeah. just a hobby, you know, in the minds of right. the general public. But it's just like a lot of bloggers 
probably make a lot more money than <laughs> most folks yeah, do, you know? For sure. Exactly. Just, you know, really selling the brand and um, selling the influence that they have. And so now it's, you know, it seems like the FTC might be saying, hey, you know, it's time to hold you guys accountable as well, too. And so that's why I was just kind of like, I think there's definitely a need to let some of the other people know. <laughs> yeah, so what, the, the what does it feel? That, how is it to kind of like be in a space that's being created as you go? I feel like it's like the wild, wild west and then yeah. they're creating. So how quickly are laws created? And then how do you get the information? Like, how do you stay right on the rest of, of the information all. and then communicate that or get so and sorry i have like so many questions <laughs> I know, I'm I know. <laughs> one at a time no it's fine so i really love a space like this like i said i started off in tax law and then like corporate m a and as a young attorney i feel like i enjoy this space better because i can kind of be in the forefront like be there as you know the space is kind of being defined mm -hmm. which is great Otherwise, I kind of felt like, you know, with tax and with corporate, I was coming in, you know, it was almost like a history lesson in addition to learning the craft of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, with this, it's just like you're, I feel like I'm really in there and I'm really living it. Like I'm seeing it develop. Yeah. And that for me, I'm more of a, you know, like a visual hands-on type learner. And so that for me has made a big difference in even my enthusiasm about it because it's just like, okay, I see where this is going versus... Yeah. Let me try to figure out where it's been for yeah. a really long period of time, which is yeah. the case with tax and corporate. Um, so that's what's really exciting to me. And like I said, I genuinely, I'm just kind of obsessed with YouTube. And like, like I literally could just like watch YouTube. So how did you start? <laughs> so you were when uh, before you became a tax attorney. Mm -hmm. Go back a little bit. Okay. To when you like, what did you want to do? When so, you were in high school, how, how did you kind of like make your decision? And, were so you, and you're, always, from, you're from Nashville? I'm from Memphis. Okay. I Memphis. got to Nashville because I came to Vandy for college. Okay. Then I went to Duke for law school, and okay. that's kind of where. So I always wanted to be a lawyer or mm -hmm. in the business space. Um, but when I was in law school, as my break from the ridiculous amount of reading and you know that you yeah. have to do, I would go on YouTube okay. and watch makeup tutorials or yeah. fashion videos, and um, that's when I started blogging and dabbling and like making YouTube um, YouTube videos. Like if you go way back, like I probably yeah. have a video from like 2006 or 2007, like talking about nail polish, awesome. and just well, you know whatever you know to take my mind off uh -huh. of torts and criminal law and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so that's kind of how I got started, and then like I said. It really was a wild, wild west back then. Like, there was nothing. Like, there wasn't even really internet law, so to speak. Like, just yeah. vaguely, you know, if something, you know, if a tour or some other type of case was created using the internet, then you kind of saw the internet being introduced into cases yeah. or case law. But there was no, like, body of law surrounding the internet and definitely not surrounding, like, influencers. Per se, yeah. yeah. Um, and so influencers probably no the term didn't even exactly exist. no they yeah. they were just people who you know you just like to tune into and they weren't making money I I don't even know yeah. if I want to say the YouTube Partner Program may have been fresh at that time mm -hmm. so it was just like not you know you weren't automatically making money off videos it was truly just I just like to talk about this yeah. and I just wanted to share it with people yeah um, so yeah so that's how I got into it um, 
Did you think like I could do this? Like this is what I want to do? Or oh were yeah. You so, always like yeah. So, okay. So initially I was like, okay, I really like this, and then I was like, oh, this is a re- very neat hobby. Yep. And I don't think I ever thought, you know, maybe there was a period of time where I was just like, being a lawyer is kind of dry. Like let me, you know, maybe I should instead try to be a fashion blogger or a beauty blogger or something. And I was like, ah, maybe not. Yeah. Because you know, lawyers tend to be more risk averse uh-huh. and so you know there was always like um yeah you know yeah. you probably should you know use this degree that it took this amount of time to get and this amount of money to get and you know so yeah. I never quite made a go of it in that space but then you know I still was really interested in it so it kind of morphed into this yeah. practice area that I've created now <laughs> I'm so, okay this makes so much sense to me it's in, <laughs> there's a lot of parallels to my story okay. too in that in 2006, I created my own website because I was a little bit bored with my job. Okay. I, I turned that into an actual business about a year later. Uh-huh. I hired an attorney through my uncle's law firm who was the only one that knew anything about like internet law. Uh-huh. Which said. Yep. But it didn't really, there was really nothing other than just the same things you would do for any, for any business. business really. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and then like being risk averse. Being married, eventually starting yes. a family, not wanting to, like, knowing that it would be a grind to be, in my case, in you, your case, like, uh, fashion, makeup, yep. things like that. Mine was sports, fantasy football. Okay, was cool. mine. So it was like, I'm going to have to grind to make even half yeah. of what I'm making already. Exactly. So how am I going to, and then just having the self-awareness to know, like, I'm not going to be happy, really, then I'm not going to be happy. Like, if I'm not happy yeah. in my job now, mm-hmm. I'm just going to trade one kind of, and it takes the fun out of what was super exactly. fun for you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So then I'm excited <laughs> for you then to continue to tell your story. And I'm excited for where I know you are now. Because mm-hmm. like, I, I can see how you put the pieces together. Because now you're in, you're you're basically applying both. Yes. Okay. So yeah. now. And so it's so funny because, you know, in a corporate setting, you know, there are all these firewalls and stuff. I'm like, are you watching YouTube at your desk? It's like, I get to watch YouTube and go on Facebook at my desk because I'm literally like, you know, doing something for a client or, you know, like searching out, like, how are these rules playing out? Um, Instagram, for instance, just put this new feature on where you can put um, that it's a sponsored post, like kind of up at the top, Mm -hmm. where um, if you have a, a business page, you can link whoever you're working with as an affiliate, you know, like if you're wearing their clothes, you can put sponsor by selling stuff up at the top. But mm-hmm. it's interesting because the FTC um, has said that that may not necessarily be enough. And so I like to go on and kind of see what are, like, how are people using these new features? Like, are they, you know, going a step beyond to kind of yeah. do what, you know, the FTC, would, what would make the FTC, like, really happy, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I tend to have, like, you know, my, my Word, you know, drafting documents, but I also have a screen where I get to keep my Instagram and YouTube yeah. and Facebook up because I'm You're literally, I'm working, with... people. I promise I'm working. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome because I, there's got to be, like, this element of, Instagram just launched the, launched a feature yesterday that we all found out about basically just by using it. Like yeah. there's no announcement. Yeah, no. And no. so it's like <laughs> it was just a feature that they added to the story where you can say like this is a part of my story that I want oh. use. and you can actually save your stories for longer. Nice. So I have to check that out. And I don't even really know. I just happened to be doing a story yesterday. And, and it popped uh, up. And it popped up. And so, I was and it won't go away until you kind of use it. Okay. Use it. Okay. Yeah, I have to check that out. So um, <laughs> you should check it out. And then, um, and so I, what I was gonna say is like I, I would imagine that there's 
this element of we don't even know when a, a feature no. is going to be and how that feature would then affect exactly. the potential. So how far behind is that? I feel like the FTC would be behind. Yes. Yeah, so everyone's behind. Right, so everyone's behind, which is good because it kind of yeah. like gives you leeway to, you know, self-correct yep. and to try things out and see how it works. You know, but honestly, it really is just a matter of, you know, making sure you do things that feel right. Like the with the FTC generally, you know, I'm yeah. not a representative of the FTC, but generally speaking, they don't want customers to be misled or the general public to feel to feel like they're, you know, like yeah. not there's not truth in what you're doing. So, if, you know, generally speaking, they want people to say, you know, I was paid right to review this okay you know and a lot of people always add you know the opinions are still mine like i'm still being honest with you but they want people to know like if you're getting compensated in some way if it's in the form of that money is. or getting a product you know i'm being compensated to do this and that's like the most important thing and so it just gets a little tricky in you know your idea of how you make might convey that you're being paid might be different than my way of yeah. conveying, and that's where the FTC so they're trying to establish in. some kind of like guideline, exactly, to where people in your profession can then have like a legal uh, exactly advice recommendation for your yes. client to say this is what that that makes sense. I yeah. feel like that's going to be something that's not going to be too hard to right. establish because, and it should be there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I can, now I can see where, like, sponsored mm -hmm. might not be enough to what you're right. saying. Right, exactly. And um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about what it's what are the differences between the, main, the big corporate clients and mm -hmm. the influencer in terms of, like, what does that engagement kind of look like? What does the client come to you needing in each case? Right. So the difference is going to be totally obvious. It's going to be the dollars behind it. Okay. So the companies will have the resources to say, take this, research it to the depth, make sure there has been no situation where anything that we're doing could possibly even toe the line. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, the bigger companies, not only do they have you know the resources to put behind it, but they have like bigger reputations on the line. You know, like one. One poor decision could be the death, you know, like PR death for a yeah. company. Um, and so you tend to see there where they come in and say, you know, this is this is our end goal. Like we want to engage more customers or get new customers or expose ourselves to people who, you know, aren't currently shopping with us. Yeah. Um, and they'll say, you know, we want to do this in a form of a contest or a sweepstakes. Or, you know, we want to go on social media and, you know, host a giveaway through Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes you see, like, we want to hire a celebrity or an influencer to promote our products. What do we need to do? What do we need to put in place to be completely protected from pretty much anything that might come our way? Mm -hmm. um, so that's what you get when you get a big company. They have these big budgets and, gotcha. you know, big ideas. And it's my job to put together something that is structurally and legally sound still while working with the creative folks and the marketing folks. I was going to say, you're probably working also with, like, 
their marketing department in their agency perhaps. Exactly. So there's like this triangle of exactly. and you're bringing everything together. Yes, to make everybody yeah. happy. And you know, you tend to, you know, sometimes you see the lawyers kind of being the bad guys, like being like, I know that's a really cool idea <laughs> that you want people to feel themselves like jumping off a roof with your product, but probably not like the best legal decision. Right. And so, you know, it's balancing that. I feel, this is my personal opinion, that I'm a very creative lawyer yeah, in terms yeah. of lawyers. Talk about that because I know exactly, <laughs> I know exactly where you're going and, yeah. and that's important like for you to be extremely, I mean your value proposition uh-huh. would be the what you're saying. Which exactly. Is, I'm going to be the one that's actually going to provide alternative options right. so that everyone can accomplish what they want out exactly. of this and not get sued. Right. Basically. But on the other hand, like, I get it. Like, there are other people I know, you know, tons of lawyers I know who probably would not be suited for a space like this because they like to cut and dry, like, yeah. this, 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 and that's it. Like, they can't really see the whole, you know, see outside the box. And, you know, you were asking, what would I do if I, you know, didn't do the whole law thing? Mm-hmm. I wanted to do business, but I actually considered, like, going into marketing. And so, mm-hmm. like, if I wasn't an attorney, I think I would probably do something so you have like that mindset, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I I get what you're trying to accomplish. Like, I get the big picture and how you're trying to really engage people. But let's try to do it inside these parameters so that I mean, like I said, it's not like anybody's going to jail, right? <laughs> you know, um, but you just don't want the FTC to come knocking at your door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, when you work with those types of corporate clients is it mostly that they already have and they already get that they need to be doing this kind of promotion and this kind of advertising because that's where everyone's attention is yeah because i coming into this uh interview with you today i was like my um experience being a digital marketer is uh-huh. i do so much that i get asked the question so many times okay, sell me on why okay. we even need to be doing this. Gotcha. And then when I give them all the data around why, <laughs> I know you can't sell the unsellable, so those right. typically aren't our clients, but yeah. they're part of the process. And mm-hmm. so then, so my perception just by nature of my job is that I, I see a lot of larger companies just like not even wanting, still mm-hmm. in 2017, 10 years later, yeah. <laughs> they're exactly. still not wanting to go into it. So are you dealing with circumstances at all around that or are you just more like the larger clients get it already and they just want to protect themselves right i typically see people who get it and want to be in that space um and they just need to figure out what's the best way to do it to limit their exposure sometimes i get the calls of I literally got a call the other day from a company that said, we have this marketing person who's no longer with us, and they created a contest that nobody else knew about. And we found it on our website, and now we want to see, like, what do we do? Like, how do we handle it at this point? And so, it's weird. Like, you know, I actually get quite a few of those of, like, we kind of did this on our own. We're here. Now what do we do? Like, help us, you know? Yeah. Um, And so those are always interesting to try to, like, and like I said, it's all about minimizing minimizing exposure. Like, nobody's going to jail here. You know, hopefully you're not getting a big fine because you're not, you know, you didn't do something, you know, you did something that atrocious. Yeah. Um, Typically, you just want to make sure everything you do is fair and truthful and not misleading so that no one can, you know, have a claim against the company to say, you know, I was misled by this and I, you know, suffered this harm and now I want to be remedied for this harm. Yeah. Like, I want you to pay me. So. Yeah. 
that's what you're what you're trying to limit. But I know oh your other question, like the difference between those like the big companies and the you know, small potatoes, yeah. where you think about like the individual people, the individual people, you know, aren't really even necessarily aware right. of the risk. Um, they're not aware of the potential liability. They're just like, oh, you know, I'm out here. I'm so excited to. I'm a business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm a business. What do you mean? I'm a business. Um, and they're typically so excited to work with the companies, and it's not necessarily always even because if you think about it, the like I said, the conference I went to, 800 people there, all representing big companies. Yeah. All you know, these folks are coming with their legal teams, with the marketing team, the legal team, the outside counsel, and then you know, you're a you know, a blogger, and you're like excited to have a, the opportunity to work with this big company. Sure, I'll sign. Whatever. So the companies. That's that was gonna be my next question. Uh -huh. So is there like a, a typical uh, uh, like master services agreement? <laughs> <laughs> like I would think an influencer would be like MSA. Like what? Right. Like what? Is, is there like an agreement passed between the? Yes. Company and the, if the and company the is smart, then the company has created a celebrity influencer endorsement agreement. Okay. And that agreement will cover, you know, all the terms of the contract, like how much am I being paid, um, how long um, will the relationship last, what types of uh, promotions am I doing, what, what are you looking for me to say, what type of products are you looking for me to review. But it also includes protections of the company wants you to say something within these boundaries. If you say anything else, we're not responsible. Okay. So you're going to see um, probably quite a bit of the company being like, okay, we're giving you this much of a leash. If you out, you know, go outside of that, then we're, you know, limiting our liability for those things. Okay. And if um, the person on the other side, if the influencer or the celebrity doesn't have someone to look at that contract and say, well, hey, you know, I'm not responsible for, you know, if I say this and then X, Y, Z happens and it's really, you know, more of a company responsibility versus yeah. a person responsibility, then you have an influencer who has more exposure than he or she needs to have. Yeah. And so that's why I was just like, you know, there's got to be somebody on this side to represent these folks because... Sure. The big companies are coming prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, do you have like a kind of a, a package for right. influencers so, where you say like, you, here's just kind of the core simple set of things you need to protect right. yourself? So what I typically do, like I said, the being at a law firm, of course, the companies are the one who can afford that big law so, firm bill yeah. that I have to, unfortunately, that I have to pass on. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, on my social media, I have a blog, ValenBrasso.com, okay. where I'm talking about things that individuals would be interested in, that influencers would be interested in. And I would love to put together a package where it's almost kind of like just discussing the topics because I feel like a lot of yeah. folks just aren't even aware of the risk. And yeah. so that's what I'm working on. That's my 2018 goal is to put together, you know, just like even if it's a series of where you can learn about, okay, these are the, this is what's happening in this yeah. aspect of it. This is what's happening in the social media sponsored post realm and give people an opportunity to kind of access that and just learn about it. And then, you know, even engage their own attorney or, you know, someone who does this type of law on a 
not big law firm yeah. scale, you know, that's more affordable. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. I know. Let's go. <laughs> if you were a client of ours, I would just say, yep, you got your, that's, that's the strategy. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can, I can tell you would kill it. I mean, I know it's like, it's extra. Yeah, but but, uh, but yeah, that's I mean, gonna be so valuable to people, and you'll be. Yeah. I mean, you you can establish yourself as the go-to exactly. uh, resource for that because there's. I mean, you probably know what's out there, right? <laughs> more than more so than anybody here, which puts you in a, a position to kind of be the go-to right resource starting right. in 2018. <laughs> okay, so awesome. 2018 is the year. Yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. You're a badass. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show, and um, there's so there's so many other things I think we need to talk about in yeah. the future, have you back and everything like that. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to kind of share uh, about what you've got going on? or? Let's see. Um, okay, so I know you were saying, you know, that's a little bit extra, but I feel like I live my life doing, like, the extra right. stuff, we, right? Let's that, <laughs> There's always something. I'm the same um, way. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm doing the social, like, developing the social media marketing advertising practice, but I also started a lunch club here in Nashville for yes. women. Okay. Um, and so it's for professional women, and we meet once a month, and um, I bring in speakers from all over. So speakers, local speakers, um, people from you know, that you would not have access to here in Nashville. I'm flying in um, Judge Faith Jenkins. She has just like the new Judge Judy, you awesome. know, sorts. Um, she was, uh, she started off as like a Wall Street litigator and was a prosecutor and kind of like a talking head on CNN and now yeah. she's a runner up for Miss America. She's like, yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, so she's going to come in and we do these very intimate lunches to like 20-ish people. Okay. So you can really get in front of folks who you always wanted to meet and ask yeah. them questions and really like figure out, you know, if this is someone who like I aspire to be like, you know, how do I get there? And yeah. so that's my, that was my 2017 project. And so we're launching those starting okay. um, in January. The first person is going to be the owner of the cupcake collection here. She has okay. this really inspiring story. Like, I think they were going to foreclose her house. She was in the red house. letter day, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were going to foreclose her house, like, right when she opened the cupcake. And she's, like, making a few dollars a day. And now she has this cupcake empire. And That's amazing. Yeah. So, all about inspiring people. And, you know, that really has a lot to do with marketing and advertising, yeah. too. So, um, yeah, that's that was my, my pet project for 2017 that I'm taking in 2018. Then I'm going to get started on those videos next year. <laughs> so you have the breakfast, uh, just so it's a lunch, just a lunch club. Lunch club. Mm-hmm. And you have all the dates set and everything uh, for, so for 2018? The or? dates are set and on the website, website? ladylunchclub.com. Ladylunchclub.com. Yes, ladylunchclub.com. Um, and the speakers are set for January and February, and I'm in negotiations for, I think, through June. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Is is there uh, spots open for people to... Always spots open. It's a ticketed event. So, like, each month we'll open up tickets for um, the next event. January is already sold out, but February... are, they're up on Eventbrite, so you can just okay. go through the website for that. Awesome. Yeah. This so, is great. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Paul Hickey Podcast. And a special thank you to our guest today, Fallon Brassel. We sincerely hope you learned something that can help you with your business. Thanks, and have a great day.